0: I was born into a family whose life direction was oriented toward Buddhist ideas and practices, especially meditation. I was introduced to meditation practice in my childhood. My dad, the head of the household, set a rule for my family that everyone needed to attend the early morning meditation with no exceptions. So we all followed his guidance. At first, sitting in a circle with my mom and dad and with my older brother was exciting. It was cool because we sat like a Buddha, which no one in the group of my friends would do. But the excitement did not last long. After a few days passed, Somehow my stomach felt uneasy each time I sat in a circle and I had to go to the restroom almost every day, which ended up irritating my dad. (laughs) One time he followed me and gave me a look and said, no, 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 no more restroom. (laughs) Soon after, meditation was no longer fun to me after all. I was one of those ordinary kids who had to fidget and who desperately needed a restroom break. However, I befriended meditation as an everyday activity, just like I ate food and watched TV. Meditation to me also was an everyday thing that I did, nothing special. Thanks to my family tradition, early in my childhood, I was easily able to adjust myself to morning meditation in my first year at the One Buddhist Seminary School in Yeongsan, Korea. Meditation is an activity that is usually practiced on a cushion at a designated time and place, just like we did a few minutes ago. What do we do while sitting like that? We clear our thoughts and calm our mind by focusing on a specific object, typically our breath. Ultimately, meditation leads to recovering and cultivating our true spirit, which is calm, clear, and free from attachment. All Buddhas and sages, attained freedom of their mind through this practice of meditation. In the Dharma of Timeless Meditation section of the One Buddhist scriptures, Master Sothesan, the founding teacher of One Buddhism, said, As a rule, meditation is a practice that leads to the achievement of freedom of mind through gaining awakening to one's true nature which is originally free from discrimination and attachment. Since time immemorial, those who have been determined to achieve the great way have all practiced meditation. As Master Suttesan put it, meditation is essential and at the same time, the common practical method to achieve Buddhahood. If so, it is critical to have the right understanding of meditation. What is the nature of meditation practice? Have you thought about that? For one Buddhist practitioners, the concept of meditation should be expanded beyond time and place. This is called timeless meditation, playless meditation. This extended concept of meditation broadens the perspectives of its nature. While meditation is something we can do anytime and anywhere, what we do outside of on-the-cushion meditation is also critical, a critical element to determine the quality of our meditation. In other words, your meditation on your mat reflects what you mentally consume in the previous days. How do you know this? Supposing you listened to music over and over. The melody may be playing in your head while sitting. Or although your body sits still just like this, your mind would endlessly unfold the stories you might have shared with your friend in the previous days a hint of judgment is usually added to the self-told story. Or when the gong is hit to begin sitting meditation, silent sitting meditation, like here at the One Dharma Center, your stomach might tell you what you ate last night, sometimes with a lousy sound. Our gut is pure, and so is our mind. Meditation simply mirrors the pattern of our life. Then what? What do we do about that? Vice versa, if you like what is reflected during your own the cushion meditation, you keep the same pattern of your energy consumption in your daily life. But if you do not like what is reflected, you want to change it. In that way, you can improve the quality of your meditation. If you want to improve your meditation, here is my advice on that. Reorientate your life, meaning that you prioritize what you value the most. While I was in my seminary school, I attended scripture study every Saturday, once in a while. This study group visited retired senior Kyomunims and spent some time with them. From this, I learned about an aspect of meditation that I'd never thought of before. It was called the practice of absorption and quiescence. I found that many of our great teachers emphasized this teaching. The longer I live in the Ordained One Buddhist community, the more I find this teaching helpful to improve my meditation. The idea of absorption and quiescence or quiescence can help your meditation practice as well. So let's take a look. Probably absorption and quiescence are not used colloquially in English. It is also true in the Korean language since these are mainly discussed Within the Taoistic and One Buddhist contexts. What are they? The Korean words for absorption and quiescence are chong chong. Do you see the little words here? It says chong in Korean, which pronounced the same but has two different meanings from the Chinese characters. Can you tell these two letters are different? <laughs> Thank you. The first letter, this one, Chong, means to decide, to settle, and to anchor. The second letter, chong, means to still, to quiet, and to rest. Together, the phrase corresponds to anchoring onto something and be still and being still. This is what chengzhong is. An image of a boat anchored in a port comes to my mind. The weather is clear. The wind is calm. So the boat barely moves. It looks so peaceful. When a boat is anchored, it won't drift away from the wind or waves. But what if there is a strong wind? The boat may bob along the waves but won't go away as long as it is tattered. So what do we want for our mind? We want to set our minds just like a boat that is fastened with an anchor. You may think that holding your mind is mainly practice on a cushion, but it is not. Let's consider the dialogue between Master Su so san and his disciple Yi Sun Sun. How do you practice at home? So Te san asked. Sun replied, I'm just trying to settle my mind, but I do not exactly know how. Sote san said, To calm your mind, firstly, you need to come up with spiritual vow, your spiritual vow, and embrace it. embrace it when responding to sensory conditions. In this way, you can eliminate the root of Mara, the king of hindrance, that disturbs your true spirit. On the other hand, when you are free from external activity, put to rest wandering thoughts by whatever method possible, both severing the root cause of hindrance and cultivating your true spirit will become the foundation for your practice in life. I rephrased the original text in the scriptures. The point is that meditation practice involves both the times when we engage in activities and at rest. When we find free time, like in the early morning or elsewhere, we collect our scattered mind by anchoring our mind on our breath. This could be on the cushion meditation. But how about the rest of your entire day? Set your boundary so that you can create a safe environment for your practice and sever any possible root cause of hindrance that gets in your way. Living in this modern world, where many fancy gadgets grab our easily grab our mind's attention, we need to have our guard set ever more firmly. So what does this mean by severing the root cause of hindrance? How do we create a safe environment, safe condition for meditation practice? The answer can be rather simple. Make a sincere promise or commitment. David Brooks, the New York Times columnist, introduced the concept of commitment. I find it helpful to understand the one Buddhist concept of absorption and quiescence with commitment. The practice of observation and quiescence is, in a way, like making commitments. As David put it, commitment is a sincere form of promise. We make our commitments to something, we love doing it at first. But making commitments does not end there, we form a structural behavior around it. Our commitments can stretch long into time, guarding our mind against temptations. This is because although we love something at first, we may not like to do it all the time. Excitement easily evaporates as time goes by. But we can keep doing it when we build a structural behavior around it. Making commitment secures our conduct by severing the root cause. We can eliminate hindrances on our spiritual path by setting up structural behavior in our daily life. It is like refocusing your life's direction from one to the other. Suppose that you want to cut down on sugar. What would you need to do to succeed on this mission? You need to take all the sugar-coated candies, chocolates, desserts, and drinks, any drinks from your life. Don't even look at the candy bar section during grocery shopping. In the same way, if you want to have quality meditation practice on a cushion, you would need to design your daily routine oriented to your meditation. You are the one who understands yourself the best, so you would know what kind of environment you need to create. But when it comes to morning meditation, there are common obstacles. Can you guess? I didn't hear you. Morning, (laughs) yes, that's the fundamental hindrance. Lack of sleep, snacking at night, or watching too much TV and any kind of social media and more. On top of that, our mental activities can heavily affect the quality of our meditation. So watch your mind, watch your thoughts, especially the pattern of your thoughts. If your mind is habituated to blaming others when something goes wrong, you want to stop that habit. If you see negative, think- negative thinking autopiloting piloting in your mind, you need to alarm yourself and find a way to get out of that habit. Also, if you are biased to one perspective, politically or culturally, You may want to balance it out. This is because all these mental activities and tendencies heavily impact our meditation. On a Christian meditation activity is closely interwoven with of the Christian activities and vice versa. Make a commitment to cut off any physical and mental hindrance to your meditation practice. By doing so, you can better set a safe boundary for your daily life. Having a structured behavior secures quality meditation practice. Then, what sort of commitments do we need? Making commitments to what? There are four aspects to which you can consider making your commitments. Master Tesan, the third head dharma master of One Buddhism, said that there are four great faiths for practitioners to develop. I think commitments can be replaced with faith when he talked about four great faiths. First, we can make our commitment to the truth the ultimate truth of reality, the truth of cause and effect constructed in our lives, and the truth of eternity of our true spirit. Second, making our commitment to the teachings. In One Buddhism, we have the teachings of fourfold grace and threefold practice, namely gratitude practice and mind practice. Third, We need to anchor our practice under the guidance of teachers. Do you have your original teacher on your path? Are they alive? Then practice with them. If not, sincerely follow their teachings through studying in the scriptures. But still, you try to find a teacher who is accessible. Finally, We make our commitment to our Sangha, spiritual community. Once you have found this One Dharma Center as your spiritual community, then stay with us and deepen your practice together with us. The period of spiritual shopping is better if it is short, so that you have more time to go deeper. These four commitments will provide us with secure boundaries from any potential hindrance. When you have commitments to your practice, your life will be anchored not only on the cushion but throughout your everyday conduct. You will have the right mental power to protect yourself from fighting with a childish mind. Let me recap what I have shared this morning. The concept of meditation should be expanded throughout our entire day. Meditation reflects our life's pattern. We can redesign our daily routine to orient to what we value the most. If you value your spiritual life, prioritize meditation. Set boundaries and reinforce them with structural behaviors. In this way, your life will be anchored around your spiritual goal. Thank you.